Hey guys, it's Danielle. I know it's been a long time. Um, it's been a crazy year since I last recorded. I've moved about 10 times uh, in several different countries around the world. It's just been crazy. <laughs> um, I, and of course, just this channel or this station is really important to me because I, I want I want us to create a community a place like a haven where we feel completely safe to share our victories to to celebrate the things that God does in our lives and to share our failures without shame um Several years ago now, when I was 25, I flew 6,000 miles back to my parents' house. Um, and one day I was sitting alone with my mother. And I just started sharing with her something I had done. I mean, probably to date, one of the most shameful, like monstrously shameful things. I have ever done and I just poured my soul out I laid it bare before my mother and whenever I finished she just sat there looking at me in silence and I'm, I'm sitting there now now that it's out kind of fidgeting and just feeling like garbage and after a little while of her saying nothing still I, j I just looked at her and I asked her knowing this about me mom how could you ever love me and then th that question is what finally broke her her eyes were so full of tears that hadn't fallen. They were just like big, big water balloons staring back at me. And she had such a lump in her throat that she could barely breathe. And she shouted a whisper at me through gritted teeth in pain. She looked straight at me in the eyes and she said, Because you're mine. I had had a taste of what she meant when she when she said that you're mine nothing changes that's not how love works years before that I had had a best friend I mean the best friend the kind of friend who It's the kind of friendship that, that nothing really can kill. No matter what happens, they're still there. And uh, years before that, my best friend, I mean, like, Jonathan and David kind of friendship. Like, I loved her more than my own soul. And she had gotten into 
an abusive relationship and I was always a wild card who couldn't be controlled and so because of this abusive relationship he identified me as a danger to their relationship and I had to be removed so for four years she and I didn't speak a word we weren't she wasn't allowed to and uh I I loved her enough to let her make her her decisions, to let her make her mistakes, even though I knew that this relationship would would nearly damn well kill her if she stayed in it. And uh four years later of just complete silence, I had begun traveling the world, I had, I was all over the place. Uh one day at I think about midnight I opened up my messages and there was a message from her out of the blue after four years of silence and it it began with the line of I know you hate me but and and just like my mother is sitting there in that chair but of course to a lesser degree I thought the fact that you can even say that or think it tells me that you never knew me. If you had known that I loved you more than I loved myself and it was you who chose to leave. If you had known how much I love you and that nothing could change that, you would never have started a letter or even thought that. And since I had gone through something similar, it, it brought a little bit of understanding to my mother's situation as she sat there listening to me bear my soul to her. I mean, we, my, my mother, all she ever wanted to do was be a mother. My brother and I were the loves of her life. She comes from a history, a terrible family history of miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. And my brother, who came before me, almost took her life. She knew that having another child would probably kill her. So my entire life, I was someone she was willing to die for. You know, which brought me to another level of understanding. How could we ever think that we could do anything that could take away God's love for us? Even when we feel like complete garbage and we're neck deep in our own sin and brokenness. And we're crying out to God, thinking, God, I've done too much. How could you ever love me? And God knows. He knows us. I mean, you you look at the scriptures about this, from the first book in the Bible onward, Genesis 6-5, the Lord observed the extent of the human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. I jump down to Psalm 14-1. Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. 
They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. Jeremiah 17.9, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And God, even knowing these things before he made us, he knew that this would happen. He still looks at every single one of us and says, I died for her. I died for him knowing, knowing that we are desperately evil and wicked and hopeless without him. We are equally unequal before God. None of us deserve his mercy, his patience, his love, or his forgiveness, and yet he gives it. My brother and I both had to be cut out of my mother. She gave up her body for us, and she would gladly have given her life, and she was just a person. But even as a person, she knew the Lord and she walked with him. My entire family is saved because of her. I can just, I can just imagine God sometimes seeing us as little babies, little toddling, clumsy, stupid babies. And then I can just imagine there's almost no human parent in the world who would watch their baby fall while learning to walk and look at that baby and say, you disgusting failure. I no longer want you. You're worthless to me because you fell. We were born in a broken, sinful world. We aren't who God made us to be. We are what sin has made us become. Only by knowing him are we able to live as his actual proper creation. We can't do it alone. We can't do it without him. And so he doesn't look at us and see failures. sees his children he created to reflect his glory, but we cannot do that without knowing him. Without fully seeking him. Like You look at the life of King David. He wasn't a good man. He was a polygamist. He was a murderer, an adulterer. And yet every time he sinned, he ran. He ran and poured out his soul at the feet of God and begged for forgiveness. And that's the thing about repentance. Repent. Repent and mean it. I understand that in this current situation and economy that the days are long. And all the things that we depended on are no longer there. Many people have lost their jobs. They don't know where their next meal or rent is going to come from. They don't know when they're going to work again. Some people, all they had going for them was their job. Only people they ever mattered to were their co-workers. And a lot of people are finding themselves desperate and coming up short and alone. And if we think about it, life is actually really, really simple. 
We were created for love, to love and be loved, to love God with everything we are, to know him. And if you think for a second that anything you have done could make him love you less, you never knew him. Make that your greatest desire. Get in your closet. Get on your knees and pour your heart out to him and be quiet. Be quiet and listen to what he actually has to say. God, bring us back to you. That is my prayer. Bring us back to you, Lord. God, you're our only hope and we are nothing without you. Let your word become the very life that it is in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.